everyone, and welcome back to Books with Spice, please. I'm Elle. And I'm Katie. And in this week's episode, we're going to be discussing and reviewing A Very Bossy Christmas by Alexis Winter. The content warnings for this book are really light, but you have to remember that we are still an 18 plus podcast. And the only thing that I would know would be like, she has a really bad boss, but I would even maybe call that like a trope. He's like, it's kind of light bullying romance. Yeah. It's an enemies to lovers. You got fake dating and a Christmas engagement. It's only 141 pages on Kindle Unlimited. And it's a standalone. I loved the Christmas vibe in this one. It was just such a, like the opposite of like a happy Hallmark Christmas almost, you know? Mm -hmm. Because it was like just bad all the time. Because of the enemies to lovers part, you're just like, this is definitely a Christmas romance. There's also this other part of it that you're just like, I kept my attention. So I love that. Yeah. Do you want to read the quick song? Get ready to be swept off your feet this Christmas with the hilarious and downright sexy relationship between Kate Flowers and her grumpy demanding boss, Damon Wells. You'll swoon as the sparks fly between this unlikely pair. And from here on out, spoilers! So, our characters, Kate and Damon. Kate is the S- Damon's secretary. She's been trying to make it on her own to prove to herself that she doesn't need her parents' money and she can make something for herself. Because her parents are really rich and they always offer her like money and stuff. But it's always kind of, she feels like it's kind of a backhanded thing. Yeah. Like, she can't take care of herself, so they want to give her money to, so she doesn't have to do anything. And she's like, I can do it. And then you've got Damon, who's the boss. I felt like he was kind of arrogant. Yep. Um, I don't really know how else to describe him. I mean, he picked Kate because he knew that he wasn't going to be attracted to her. Right? so he thought. Exactly. When they did the interview, she had an attitude, and he even mentions in the beginning about her looks. He knew, and then eventually, not too long after, he was like, but she's got this perfect body, and something, like, switched. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he was like, Kate. (laughs) All right. And it was, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, he switched focus so quickly. He really did. <laughs> so and then we have Chad, who is Kate's ex-boyfriend, who cheated on her with his current girlfriend, who he had always told Kate that was just a friend of his, you know? And for whatever reason, I couldn't figure it out, but he's still going to their family's holiday dan- dinners and stuff. So you'll see him in this book. Yeah, it's super weird. Like, isn't it? Yeah, she was, like, really hurt about it, and Damon, that was a big reason why Damon is on the trip and why they do the fake dating, is because of Chad. Yeah, I love the name, too. So fitting for a horrible dude. Right? It was perfect. It's, (laughs) I'm laughing because it's my husband's name, but it's, like, the new Kyle. (laughs) Yeah, he's probably grateful for all the Chads. Yeah, there was so many Kyle jokes. (laughs) So the opening scene starts with Kate struggling to start her car. 
and she's stressed about her asshole boss getting mad at her for being late. And she doesn't know how she's going to get home for Christmas. So while she's in her car trying to get it to start, Damon calls her and says that if she isn't there in 10 minutes, she can pack her shit and leave. And so it goes to his point of view and he thinks to himself that she, quote, purposely makes mistakes, shows up late just to piss me off and make me look incompetent and I make her life difficult in return. So he thinks like she's playing some sort of game with him, but she doesn't ever like have those thoughts back towards him. She just thinks he's an ass. Yeah, because I don't even think that he thinks it's a game. I think that she's, he thinks that she's annoying. Like she's actually purposefully being annoying for the sake of being annoying. He's like, this girl is so annoying. She can't even go pick up coffee without having a crisis, you know? Right. And she like comes back from that endeavor like covered in coffee and he tells her that she's gonna have to change her clothes before she goes into the meeting because she has to like present at this meeting still (laughs) and her car gets towed she like has to run down on like the subway to go back to her car and it's already been towed and she has to take the subway back and she's almost late to get back to work yeah she used her lunch hour to go check on her car and then he won't even, like, let her leave early to get it. From the tow yard, because the tow yard closes at 5, but she can't get out of work until 5.30. And she came in, and she was like, hey, could I leave about 4? And he was like, what does about 4 mean? You know, he's being, like, really condescending. And she was like, well, like, at 4. And he's like, okay, so why do you need to leave that early? And she's like, because I have to go somewhere and pick something up. And... Oh my gosh. And he's like, I don't care. You are at your job. You can handle your personal problems on your personal time. And she was like, you've got to be kidding me. My car broke down when I was trying to get you coffee. What? And I think she starts crying right in the office. And he's like, oh my God. Or is it at the bar? Okay. Yeah. So he, she doesn't cry in the office, but after work that night, Damon goes to a bar down the road from their office and spots Kate there. She had already been drinking a bit and was tipsy. And when she sees him approach, she says, shouldn't you be sneaking into people's houses right now, stealing presents and destroying the happiness of innocent young children? (laughs) And that's kind of when she's kind of being blubbery and kind of crying. And she takes the opportunity to call him out on why he doesn't ever let anything slide with her and calls him a massive prick and he uses the time to notice that i quote there's something about her copper hair bright blue eyes with those overly pouty lips and then they just end up spending the rest of the evening drinking and laughing together that's when she opened up to him about her ex-boyfriend chad going to be at her family's house for christmas And that he's going to be bringing his new girlfriend, who she suspected he cheated on with. And that's when Damon's like, you know what? I'm taking you home for Christmas. I'll drive you. And we'll just go together. Because that's why she needed her car so bad. Like, right then. Because she was going up to see her family for Christmas. And he does kind of feel bad after that. Like, that's when he realizes, like, he sees her crying, she is opening up to him, and he's seeing her differently. Like, you can tell all of a sudden 
she's put up with all of his bullshit and he looks at her. He can actually see her now. (laughs) So he goes and tries to make up for it and takes her back to her family for Christmas and overdoes the shit out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that next morning she woke up hungover as heck and didn't even remember saying anything. (laughs) And she's like constantly trying to tell him that it's not necessary and he won't hear anything about it. And makes her take a shower. Like, he walks her into the bathroom and everything. And she's like, oh my fucking god, fine. And then after her shower, she tries telling him again that she doesn't need his help or even want his help. He fucking picked her up and threw her over his shoulder and carried her to the car and said, don't create more of a scene, Miss Flowers. Just get in the fucking car or I'll make a scene of my own. And trust me. It will put yours to shame. Oh and my she's god. Like, a shudder runs down my spine. I his almost whispered words. Yeah. <laughs> I loved this scene. She's just mad. And he's just like, that's fine. We're gonna go see your family. This is the plan. And he just packs her back, makes her shower. And he's like, We're gonna leave. Like right now, we got like 20 minutes to shower and make breakfast. And he like makes her coffee. <laughs> And she's just like, no. And he's like, well, we're going to go. We're going to go. I know. And I loved it. And he just did it. He just, he didn't get mad. He told her very sternly. He was like, <laughs> he was treating her like a child. I know. And she just pouted the whole time. Before they left, they like had like a little mini makeout session. They started kissing. It was super hot. And he says to her, next time you insist on defying me, and making a scene, I promise you, the punishment won't be so nice. Ooh. Okay, I don't remember them kissing. Yeah, they kiss. Because then she's, like, silent. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> then that's when they're on the road. And he's sort of regretting kissing her because he didn't want to kiss her. And he thinks to himself, it's that I don't want to be the guy that breaks her heart. So I maintain my arrogant, heartless prick ways around her so that even if she finds me attractive, she'd rather deal with disposing of my dead body than waking up next to me. Right. He's still committed to the jerk hole. Yeah. And then you kind of get that glimpse of like, why? He just doesn't want to like break her heart, I guess. Yeah. And in the car ride... He starts asking her more questions about Chad and why her family would even have Chad over and why that makes sense. And she says that she doesn't have any proof that Chad cheated on her, so she can't, like, tell her family that he cheated on her. And it would be really dramatic because her parents, like, really like this guy. And I think Chad, too, also got close with her brother. They became pretty close. Yeah. It was like a whole family thing. It was like he was all of a sudden their new son. And when they broke up, they were like, that's fine. <laughs> Kate felt was like her family didn't appreciate her. The You know, like, and she felt like they looked down on her. And that's why she wanted to do everything on her own and prove that she didn't need all that bullshit. Mm-hmm. Because Chad did cheat on her. She just can't prove it. And Damon asks her if she still loves Chad. And she says no. Yeah. He needed to know. Whether or not she still had feelings for this guy. 
But then they pull up to her parents' house and he sees how wealthy she is because she doesn't really talk about it and he hadn't realized that she'd come from money. But she is quick to remind him that they aren't friends and it'd be a weird thing to bring up. Before she can say that Damon is her friends in the introductions with her parents, he tells them that he's her boyfriend and their plan this whole time was to just be like, yeah, this is my friend. But he's like, no, I'm her boyfriend. And Kate whispers to him, you better pray for a Christmas miracle, sweetheart. Otherwise, this is your last one. And she... But she's not really too upset. No. Damon explains to her that when he saw Chad, he got really possessive about Kate. Like, how would... You know, like, he's there already. Like, when we're showing up at the house. Like, this isn't normal. And so Mm -hmm. he, he decided on the fly. And she... She has this thought right as it's happening because he says it and he, she thinks to herself, part of me loves to feel his big, strong arm wrapped around me while his hand grips my waist. It's possessive and sexy and something I've never felt in my past relationships. And Damon tells her that it would have been suspicious if she had brought a friend over to her family's house for the holiday dinner. And so that's why he told them on the fly that he was her boyfriend and then, so that brings it into the, like, one-bed trope. Yes. Because so, they get one room. They only get one room to prove, yeah, they're dating, so of course only one room. And that's when she tells him more about wanting to prove her parents wrong, about being able to make it on her own. They kind of have that moment. And then she takes a shower that is connected to the bedroom in the bathroom there. And while he's waiting for her to get out of the shower, he thinks to himself, somewhere along the way, I convinced myself that she hates me. I won't fall in love with her, but I know somewhere along the way, I convinced myself that if she hates me, I won't fall in love with her. But I know that's not possible. I fell for her a long time ago, and now I just do it to try and remind myself that I don't deserve her. Yeah, because he's been so mean. Yeah, and then he, like can tell that he's making her uncomfortable with, like, the one bedroom and tries telling her that he could stay in another room, even have, like, a driver come and get him or get her and return her home or she can drive his car home. But she refuses and reassures him that it's fine. She doesn't want people to ask more questions. But then she does tell him that he should sleep on the floor. Yeah. And after that, they're about to kiss again before her mom intrudes and tells them that dinner is ready. Yeah, Damon makes a joke about Kate. She inherited the flowers no-knock entrance. Just (laughs) opening the door. That's right, I forgot about that. Yeah, and I loved that it was like her childhood bedroom mm-hmm. so he got to see all of this stuff about her in this space that her parents have like kept as a time capsule because their house is so big she just has a bedroom with a bathroom en suite and it's just always going to be her bedroom yeah which i thought was so cool she's got like a giant walk-in closet like her parents are rich i know dang rich, i don't even rich. have a walk-in closet right and then so that night at dinner kate's mom asks how they met and they tell them that they had met at work and her brother brings up that kate has an asshole boss but he can't remember the name and kate's like it's Derek," but really obviously it's damon that they're talking about Mm -hmm. and he's like really bad mouthing him and saying that he's an uppity frat guy who treats her like shit and she's like 
I told her to sue him for harassment and walk out with both fingers in the air. And Kate's like super embarrassed trying to change the subject. And her mom even then continues. And Kate was like, it's not that bad. But her mom was like, not that bad, sweetie. Didn't he make you cry every single day for the first several weeks? And Kate's just humiliated. And then it goes to Damon's point of view. And he feels so bad. And he didn't realize that he had made her cry. He's like, I had no idea she cried. And I'm like, dude, she's crying every day. And you don't even know. Mm -hmm. He just didn't even see her (laughs) at all. Until what? Like, until she was wearing another woman's clothes in his office. Not even then. It was at the bar, wasn't it? It was at the bar where he started to realize. Yeah. Like, last minute, bro, last minute, bro. Oh, right? (laughs) Pretty oblivious. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And then Kate's mom makes a toast to Derek and cheers to hoping that Derek's tiny penis gets chewed off by a rabid raccoon and he finally (laughs) gets what he deserves. (laughs) So Damon is, like, not very phased. He's excited to tease Kate about it later because he sees how much it's bothering her that they're saying all of this stuff in front of him. He's excited about it, and she's dreading it, as always. And Kate tries to apologize to him after dinner about it, and he says that they were right. They could have said a lot worse and still been right. And then he apologizes for his past behavior towards her. So he's really, like, he's seeing how she sees him through their eyes and really realizing that it's gone way too far. Mm-hmm. And then after that, they're just kind of separated for a couple of hours. And he spends time with her brother, Oliver. But they reconnect later that night in the bedroom. That wonderful, wonderful bedroom. <laughs> yeah, he's on the floor. She's laying in bed. And she starts telling him more about her parents and their wishes for her to move back home. And they want her to work for her father. And they were happy when she was with Chad because it was a man, basically, to pick up her pieces. They saw him as kind of a redemption and took the hit personally when they broke up, like we kind of discussed earlier. Like they were really attached to him and liked him. Then they see Chad again the next day and Damon starts acting weird and extra irritated around him. Because that night, Oliver had told him that... Chad had told the family a sob story about how he thought Kate had been cheating on him. And Damon was under the impression that Oliver believed him. So he wants to make Chad jealous. And he goes in front of the room and proposes to her without any warning. And she tells him yes. Ooh, spicy. I know. I was like, what the hell? You guys are digging yourselves into deeper holes. I know. She was so mad. (laughs) <laughs> i know um, yeah because she excuses herself right after the congratulations and goes and cries in the room and she's so stressed about it because it's just making it a bigger lie and she doesn't know how she's going to explain to her parents and she tells damon that she's not his to save mm-hmm. and in damon's point of view he thinks to himself I want to save her to protect her from all the harm in the world and the fuckboy assholes like Chad. <laughs> I, I'm gonna, I, <laughs> so I'm reading the notes and I accidentally wrote Demon Goes Christmas Shopping. <laughs> Damon goes Christmas shopping and he gets a gift for Kate. 
and it's a crystal ornament. It's a rendition of the Talia and Melopomean. Sorry, I'm not very good with theater stuff, but he gets that for her because he noticed all the theater pictures all over her room so he knows it's something she'll appreciate and when he gets out of the store he sees a group of people coming out of a bar yelling pub crawl so that inspired him and he tells kate that they're gonna be doing that as well and so they go out that evening and have a really good time but end of the night someone trips and spills beer all over her so then they take her home and kate's watching damon take care of her and clean her up after and propping her up in the bathroom counter and she tells him that she's kind of confused by him because sometimes he looks at her like he wants to bend her over his desk and he tells her she's not wrong (laughs) he tells her he cares about her and he's just like oh yeah that's rich because you were kind of an asshole when i was late when my car wouldn't start and then you wouldn't let me leave work early so i could get my car from the towing company he tells her that she's not wrong and he tells her that he cares about her and she tells him that like she doesn't believe him because of all of the shit that they've been through all the shit that he's put her through and he tells her tonight i want to do all of the above to you i want to fire you to punish you to bend you over this counter and fuck some sense into you (sighs) and i had to stop when i read that part in the book oh really i did i was like oh my god and then yes because like oh it was like the next day like they were just engaged (laughs) i know know. i'm not trying to convince anyone that we're a couple right now he grabs my hand bringing it down to his crotch to feel his cock ready to tear through the zipper of his jeans i'm doing this because i fucking want you (laughs) and honestly i really loved the way that the sex scenes in this book were written and i thought it it was i'm not gonna lie a little refreshing compared to our last book we reviewed here on the podcast yeah you think it's refreshing i know i agree because it was the enemies to lovers vibe and i'm really liking that again and i I didn't once see the word creamed no (laughs) she'd never creamed no (laughs) she was just always confused and a little bit angry yeah and so here's this quote oh sweetie you are already soaked look at those pink lips glistening for me i think i need a taste baby i look up at her and she's intoxicated with lust but first i want to watch you get even more wet she looks at me with confusion i want to watch you play with yourself can you do that for me i grip her chin softly again can you make yourself come for me while i watch a blush quickly creeps up on her neck there's nothing to be ashamed of kate i want to sit on the edge of the tub and stroke my cock while i watch you get yourself off yeah i'm like damn boy super sexy it's getting hot it's so hot and it was like she did it they did it Mm -hmm. they had sex and it was glorious the next morning they all go ice skating turns out of course mr damon took ice skating lessons for years when he was younger before that though she's wondering kate's wondering what it'd be like to go back to the office because he's doing a really good job of being a fake boyfriend now fiance and then before the ice skating they go to lunch and they run into each other when she's walking back to the table from going to the bathroom 
and they kiss and it's really a great hot moment he even grabs her ass cheek and everything but when she glances behind him she sees chad and they make eye contact so she thinks he only did that because chad was there and it's not why like he had no idea he really wanted to just do that but they go ice skating they're having fun and laughing together but then she kind of remembers that he's her boss and she gets you know the moments ruined yeah disappointed the next day they go out and meet up with some of her friends that she doesn't keep up her charade with and tells them that he's her boss Mm -hmm. and he leaves for a little bit to go to the bathroom at the party and they're like what's up with this guy he's obviously super into you and she's like no there's no way you guys know that it's like fake and she confines in them that they hooked up how amazing it was and then damon comes back and they dance a little bit and he asks her if they can go home because he just wants to have sex he is super super horny yeah he says i'm asking if i can take you back to your room he slips his hand behind my neck and strip off your clothes that you're completely naked at my mercy Uh and so they do they return home for sexy time and she experienced some first (laughs) yeah he licked her ass and he jokes about fucking her and she's like no way not with that thing i'll be ripped in half because like his penis is apparently very very large (laughs) and if he put it inside of her butthole it probably would have broke her butthole Oh my god. Is what this is <laughs> insinuated here that that's how big his penis is, guys. And honestly, the whole counter sex situation with a penis like that would probably be pretty crazy. Honestly, be, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they just like have a lot of sex because why not? Like, I'm sure they're having an amazing time with all of the equipment. And <laughs> it says, yeah, this. I struggle to talk as her tits bounce my face. This is how I want to die. <laughs> Hold on just a second. Okay. So it's Christmas now, and they're opening presents, and she gets his present from him, sees the ornament, and she absolutely loves it, but she feels super bad that she didn't get him anything in return. And then he does something. This man does not have good communication at all, because she's not expecting this yet again. He gets down on one knee again in front of everybody and pulls out a box and it's the same one that she had hoped chad would propose with the year before and she just can't handle it anymore and so the first time he proposed he didn't have like any type of ring or anything and he wanted to make it he wanted to do it for real quote unquote this time so when she sees that box she just runs out crying and he goes to comfort her and apologizes him And she tells him everything about Chad and how that she thought she'd be getting that ring from him last year. And he apologizes some more and gives her some space. And her mom comes in to comfort her and is like, honey, it's okay. You don't have to tell me anything. But she does tell her mom that it wasn't real. real. Their relationship wasn't real. It was fake. Then she finally tells her mother that their relationship with Chad hurt her feelings and that he's not the guy that they think he is and how she was pretty sure that he had cheated on her with Tessa, his girlfriend he had brought over to their family's holiday. 
Yeah. And at the end of their chat, Kate's mom says, I know that it was fake, and I know you two have a very rocky history, but that man down there loves you. Whether you want to hear it or admit it, he loves you. And finally, it's time for them to go home. And in the car ride home, he told Kate that he actually paid to get her car towed to his car's garage and got it fixed this weekend. And it's back at her apartment waiting for her. And he wants to tell her, but decides he doesn't. I quote, I want to tell her that she's beautiful and amazing and dynamic. And I know without a doubt that I'm in love with her. But he doesn't. No, he doesn't. At work, he pulls her into his office and apologizes for disappointing her and her family and for messing up and upsetting her with all the proposal and everything. And she reassures him that she's not mad at him anymore and that she realizes he was just trying to help. And she leaves his office, but he's still not, like, happy with their talk at all. And he goes to her apartment that evening to tell her that he wasn't faking it. He says, every time I held your hand or kissed you or made love to you, I meant it, Kate. I wanted those things. I wanted to know what it felt like to feel your warm hand in mine. He told her he's in love with her, and she tells him she can't do it and shuts the door on him. And after closing the door on him, she finds the letter he wrote. So this man, like, poured his heart out to her and told her the reason he didn't celebrate the holidays was that his family had died in a car crash on their way to visit him in the city for Christmas. And that had happened, like, eight years prior. So it was, like, a very big thing for him to talk about. Yeah, he felt like it was his fault. He did. He felt a lot of guilt because... He didn't tell his family anything that year. He just didn't show up. So they decided to all get in a car and come surprise him and drive to him. And they got into a horrible accident on the way. So, yeah. Very sad. She thanks him for the letter the next day and for telling him everything, opening up to him, and asks him out on a date. They plan for Friday and he, of course, shows up at her apartment that evening because he couldn't wait. And it gets steamy and they both declare their love for each other. (laughs) So then we're at the epilogue for the one year later. Kate and Damon are super happy. They go to counseling together, which I thought was really great. That makes a lot of sense. And you don't read about couples going to counseling like hardly ever in romance books. Yeah, I really, really liked that touch, too. I thought it fit really well for their characters. For sure. Similarly, yeah, I think similarly to Rachel and Jacob, they have that, like, fighting relationship at first in that way. It's different because theirs was childlike, but in this one, they're grown-ups. But I think that Rachel and Jacob probably could have had done with some counseling after they had gotten together, probably. Yeah, for just sure. like them, <laughs> which is so cute. Yeah, I really it's... love that too. And so they moved in together. She teaches theater now and is really living her dreams. Chad and Tessa aren't at Christmas that year. Oh my gosh. Yep, her parents stick up for her and they don't invite Chad over anymore. Mm-hmm. Damon had put presents hidden in the tree for Kate to find. Like, this bitch gets tags and a collar for a kitten she can pick out. Luggage tags with two tickets to Italy. And then a diamond ring and he proposes for real. 
Yes, on Christmas the next year. So cute. The it third really year cute. in a row of engagement drama for this girl. <laughs> You're right. I didn't think about that, but yeah. <laughs> She's busy. <laughs> yeah, that wraps it up. That's the book. Yeah. I love their sexy scenes. They're so sexy. Oh my gosh, babe. You know what I just realized too? Hmm. It's our last book of the season. <sighs> That's crazy. We went through a whole half a year of books with spice. That's incredible. Next year we're gonna do a whole nother. A whole year. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Ugh, okay. Anyways, what did you give the spice rating for this guy? I rated it like a two and a half, three pepper. Like it was spicy, but it wasn't crazy. Yeah, I gave it three. I just really liked the way it was written and, like, the counter scene. Yeah, I thought it was good. It was a pretty good spicy book. Yeah, I agree. He was really into it. And I was not a fan of Damon. Yeah, Did you like him? No, (laughs) not really. I thought some of the things he said were were hot, but I didn't really like his character. Yeah, it was was rough, but... Book boyfriend, husband, garbage can? I think he would be a garbage can. I think he's the first garbage can. I think so, too. Our last episode, first garbage can. (laughs) Yeah, I truly didn't really like him. Yeah, me neither. Like, he was fine. He was sexy but he wasn't good no his personality needs some work <laughs> yeah the but. surprises were too much uh community uh, glad they went to counseling so maybe he got better <laughs> but we need another book to find out <laughs> i mean honestly points for that but i think garbage for sure that is so funny yeah is, yeah <laughs> I gave this book, though, like a three and a half star. I think that's fair. I would even go down to a full three star, honestly. I liked the way the sex scenes were written. Our female character, like, she was okay, but she was kind of... She would have, a like, the weirdest reactions to things sometimes. And I'll just be like, okay, well. The whole thing, too, just still didn't sit right with me, with Chad going. Like, they both have their own families. Why aren't they going to spend time with their own family? No. Yeah, like. That wasn't answered. And I was like, eh, I don't know. But it's a Christmas thing. So I always, like, tell myself there's supposed to be, in my opinion, an element of cheesiness in Christmas stories. So. I don't know. Extra salty Parmesan cheese, I guess. (laughs) What? They make that? I don't know, but it sounds good. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that was like a three star for me. I, I do like it. I did like it. I read it really quickly and I thought it was really cute. And I think that anyone who likes an enemies to lovers vibe Christmassy, I think that it would be an okay read. It's really short. Yeah. And it wasn't a bad book. So yeah, three star. Well, thank you Bye. for listening, everyone, and being a part of our journey with us. We will be live this Wednesday for Wine and Spice Wednesday as usual, but it is our last episode of the season, and we will be taking a two-week holiday break and coming back with season two, ready for a full year of books with spice, please. I'm getting emotional. Are you ready? I'm getting, like, a little intimidated. A year is so long. We're gonna do a so great and it's gonna be I beautiful. can't wait so you'll have to keep an eye out for us we will be around still it's only two weeks 
one last week of December, the first week of January. Hopefully you won't even notice us because you'll be too busy spending holidays with family. And I mean, we'll still be posting on social media and stuff, but no, no podcasts. Yep, and you'll have to keep an eye out for our giveaway that we're doing to wrap up our first season and celebrate you guys listening to us and we want to do that it's our first giveaway ever so we're really excited katie's been talking about it since before we started the podcast yeah that's true (laughs) she's been like every every note we've ever done or every meeting she writes in the notes giveaway question mark (laughs) i know right you gotta and i'm like giveaway I'm really excited for you guys to uh, see that. It might even be posted by now. I'm not sure when this episode, you know, comes out, when we'll be posting about the giveaway. I don't know how that works. So keep your eyes out. Yes. While you wait for us to come back and hope you win our giveaway, you can find us (laughs) on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, YouTube, and anywhere you can find podcasts to keep you company. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and do all the engagement things. We love hearing from you. See you next year. Stay spicy.